The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. The great God of heaven set apart the Sabbath day of rest for all mankind. He wants us to stop what we're doing and take time to refresh our minds and bodies. He wants us to benefit from 24 hours of rejuvenating our spirit, mind and body. It's a time out so we can return to our active life on the other six days, but with a deeper spiritual connection to him. You know, God's concerned about our attitude to his holy Sabbath day. The fourth commandment states, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You know, it's hard for many to believe that God commands us to be so careful about his day. But some other people will think that it's their own choice as to which day to keep. Should it be Saturday or should it be Sunday? In today's program, we're going to find the truth about the Sabbath day directly from the Bible. Be ready to hear what God says about the Sabbath and be ready to apply what you hear in your life when you are convinced by his word. And so on this program, we want you to believe what the Bible says, not just what we say. You know, most people today believe that Jesus Christ changed the day of worship from the seventh day to the first day of the week. That is from Saturday to Sunday. But is this true? And who gets to decide which day is holy? Well, the answer should be obvious. God decides which day is holy. So can you correctly answer the question, which day is the Christian Sabbath? We have a booklet to send to you that will help you prove which is the right day for you to keep holy. Stay with us so we can give you the details on how you can receive your copy of Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? You'll be surprised to learn the truth on the subject of the Christian Sabbath. So stay tuned. I would like to once again welcome our regular Tomorrow's World viewers. And if you're watching for the first time, we hope that you will come back many more times to hear about God's plan for Tomorrow's World. Knowing which day of the week we should observe is something that many of us do not even think about. Well, after all, theologians must know which is the correct day of the week to observe. But do they? I'm going to tell you now that many do not. And I'm going to show you, both from the Old Testament and the New Testament, that God has not changed his mind about which day he made holy at the end of the creation week. He made the seventh day holy, and he rested on that day. Most people are comfortable with going to church on Sunday. Actually, the word Sunday cannot be found in the Bible. I'd like you to stay with us as we explain one of the most fundamental questions for a Christian. On which day of the week does God want me to honor him? Let's start with Genesis chapter 2 and verses 2 and 3. You know, if you have a Bible by your side, you can follow along because I don't want you to think that this is just my opinion. And for your benefit, 
we will be quoting from the New King James Version. Now, this translation has many of the old King James Version qualities, but it's in modern English. Now, some other versions, unfortunately, are not as accurate in their wording. You know, by trying to make things simple to understand, they can lose the meaning of the original Hebrew and Greek. In fact, it's quite interesting. The King James and also the New King James Bibles are actually called word-for-word translations, whereas some of the modern translations are called thought-for-thought translations, or even some of them are called a paraphrase. In other words, they take a whole expression that is in the Hebrew and Greek and translate not the words, but maybe a sentence or a whole expression. Uh, and then some of the you know, more free translations uh, will just write things with changing words that are not there in the original Hebrew and Greek. So you're safe with the New King James Version as you read it. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing here today. So let us read. Notice here, as we've already mentioned, we're going to read Genesis chapter 2. And this is, of course, talking about the last day of the creation week, the seventh day. And we notice here in verse 2, it says, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Notice the word sanctified. It comes from the Latin word sanctus, which means holy or to set apart for holy use. And God alone can set apart something as holy. So let us make this very clear. Human beings cannot make something holy. Only God can. He is holy and he alone determines what he will call holy. If you hear someone say, well, you know, I I make Wednesday my Sabbath day of rest because, well, that's the day I get off work. Well, I can tell you that God's going to say, sorry, that's the fourth day of the week, not the seventh. I made the seventh day holy. Did you notice when we read the scripture that God did not say, I will make the seventh day holy for the Jews only? No, this is Genesis. You know, Judah the son of Jacob, from whom the Jews are descended, had not yet been born. The Sabbath was made for Adam and all of his future children. So that includes you and me, because God made the Sabbath for all mankind, including the Gentiles. So let us notice what Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27. This is New Testament now. We've been in the Old Testament. Now we're going to go to the New Testament. And I'd like you to notice what is said here in Mark chapter 2 and in verse 27. Once again, we are reading the words of Jesus Christ. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Once again, the Sabbath was not just for the Jews, but for all man or all mankind. The Sabbath was made for us to rest and spend time with God. You know, just as he rested, so he wants us to stop work and to spend time with him. You may wonder why God had to rest from his labor of six days creating the earth. Well, notice what Matthew Henry's commentary on Genesis chapter 2 tells us. It says, he did not rest as one weary, 
but as one well pleased with the instances of his own goodness and the manifestations of his own glory. That's exactly what God wants us to do as well. He wants us to cease from our daily chores and consider God's goodness and glory. The rest is not just a physical one. It's a mental and spiritual downtime for reflection and recharging. If you'd like to know more about how the day of worship for those who call themselves Christians came to be Sunday, then you need to request your free copy of our booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Simply call the number that we will give you or go to tomorrowsworld.org and order your copy now. You know, some time ago I did a, a study of the word Sabbath and found that over 70 languages have the word Sabbath clearly used as their name for Saturday. Let me give you some examples. Do you know what the Italians call Saturday? Sabato. And the Spanish, as is also the Portuguese, Sabado. Sunday has never been applied to the seventh day of the week. Rather, it is the word for the first day of the week. And so in the next part of the program, I will show you from the Bible that God has not changed his day of worship since the very beginning of time. In fact, you'll be amazed at how he views the Sabbath day and he tells us that his people can be identified by this important day. Let's turn back, if we can, to uh, Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31, we're going to look at a scripture here that God gives us, which helps us to understand the importance of this important day. Notice here in Exodus chapter 31 in verse 17. Oh, actually, we should read here uh, probably starting in uh, verse 14. It says, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. Now, of course, that doesn't happen under the new covenant. We don't go around killing people for breaking the Sabbath. Uh, and then it goes down to verse uh, 16. It says, therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Look at verse 17. Notice it carefully. It says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Notice that. It was the seventh day, not the first day or the fourth day or the second day. God established his Sabbath day to be on the seventh day. And as we read in verse 17, it says it's a sign between God and his people. We have this booklet available for you to study. It's titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Call now for your free copy. You can also read the booklet online at tomorrowsworld.org. You can also order your copy from the internet. So once again, write for or call or ask for the booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? We're going to go to a break now, and I want you to come back after this. I'm going to give you more proof about which day is the Christian Sabbath. 
to receive this program's offer absolutely free. Or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome back to Tomorrow's World. Today we're exploring the subject of the Christian Sabbath. Many believe that Jesus Christ changed the day of worship from Saturday to Sunday to distinguish his disciples from the Jews. But you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Notice what it says in Mark chapter 2 verses 27 and 28. Here we read in Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 27. It says, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus Christ had the perfect opportunity to say, the Son of Man is Lord of Sunday, but he didn't. He upheld the seventh day on this occasion, just as he did in Luke chapter 4 and in verse 16. Let's turn there to Luke chapter 4 and in verse 16. Here we have, and you think about this for a moment, Jesus Christ came to this earth to bring the new covenant. He did away with the sacrificial system because he became the sacrifice for all of mankind. And so we know that he did change many things. So here was his opportunity in Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 to actually change the day of the week for which on which he would worship in Luke chapter 4 verse 16 notice what it says so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day as his custom was that meant that every Sabbath Jesus Christ went into the synagogue Jesus Christ knew that his example to his disciples would need to be 100% of what he wanted them to follow. Notice here in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And so we, here we have an expression that tells us that we should do the same things that Jesus Christ did and as what? As we read, it says, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Also, there's another scripture which is important. That's in Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. It says here, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which day would he keep today if he were here on earth? Hard though it may be to accept, it would not be Sunday It would actually be the seventh day. You know, God's not double-minded. He doesn't turn things on and off again. 
you know, he created the seventh day, which is Saturday, as the Sabbath for Adam and Eve. And then some people say, oh, yes, but then it was not required until Moses. And so if you go from Adam to Moses, was the Sabbath observed or was it not? Well, God gave it back there in Genesis 2. And then we come, of course, come of course to the time that Moses gave the Ten Commandments, and it's clear which day was to be kept. Do you remember the incident there where uh, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and uh, they uh, were going to be eating manna? Uh, this is in Exodus 16. And what you'll find is that they went out to collect the manna on the Friday, uh, which, of course, is the sixth day of the week, and they found a double portion. Because God had said, if you go out on the Sabbath, you won't find any manna. So they collected a double portion. And interestingly, on every other day of the week, the manna only lasted for 24 hours. And then it, it sort of rotted and, and couldn't be used. But on the Sabbath, that which was collected double on the Friday lasted over till the end of the Sabbath. This is God saying, I'm showing you which day you should rest. Now, of course, Israelites being what they were, some of them went out and actually tried to look for the, the manna on the Sabbath and they found none. So the Israelites were shown which day of the week was the Sabbath at that point. And the Jews have kept that day ever since. Notice here in Isaiah chapter 66. Let's have a look at that. Isaiah chapter 66. And we're going to see that in the millennium, when Jesus Christ returns and establishes his government on earth, that the Sabbath will be kept. In Isaiah chapter 66 and in verse 23, it says, And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. That's a millennial scripture. That's in the future. So did God turn the Sabbath on and then off? and then on, and then off, and then he'll have it on again in the future. No, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Would it surprise you to find out that Sunday worship was not officially adopted until the year 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea? You know, that's almost 300 years after Jesus Christ lived. In fact, Constantine, who was the emperor of Rome as he changed uh, from the pagan worship that existed in Rome to Christianity, uh, he called this special conference <clears throat> in Nicaea. And so Athanasius and Arius and other great theologians came together in Nicaea. And finally, the end of the conference came and it said that if anyone was to keep the Saturday Sabbath, they were to be uh, anathematized. In other words, they could not have any fellowship with the, with the Roman Catholic Church at that time. You know, the New Testament does tell us which day to observe. In fact, if we turn to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Now, this word rest in verse 9 is very interesting. 
Where the word rest has been used throughout the rest of this chapter, it uses the Greek word kataposis, which means to cease from work. But this particular verse, verse 9, has a new word for rest, and it is sabbatismos, or a keeping of the Sabbath. In fact, the New International Version says in verse 9, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Let's have a look at Romans chapter 14, verse 5. Romans chapter 14 and verse 5. Because a lot of people have used this scripture to explain why it doesn't matter which day you keep. You can choose whatever day you want to be holy. So let's read Romans chapter 14 and verse 5. It says, One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And then we will have people say, See, I esteem this day or I esteem that day. But if you actually look at the context of Romans chapter 14, you will see that the subject is talking about eating and not eating meat. There's no mention about Sabbath or day of worship. We have this booklet available for you to study. It's titled, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? Call now for your free copy and be sure to allow some time for your copy to arrive, especially if you're in an, in an international area. And you can also read the booklet online at tomorrowsworld.org. You can also order your copy from the internet as well. So once again, write for or call or ask for the booklet, Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Welcome now to the last part of our program, where I plan to show you some interesting information from the author of this book. It's entitled, From Sabbath to Sunday, by Dr. Samuel Bakioki. You know, I met him in Sydney some years ago. He was a Sabbatarian who had been accepted by the Pontifical Gregorian University in Rome to study the subject of how the worship moved from Saturday to Sunday over a 300-year period. In 1977, he presented his thesis in the form of this book. And so it was that his uh, mentor, you might say, Vincenzo Monacino, wrote the following. He said, We gladly mention the thesis that Bakayoki defends regarding the birthplace of Sunday worship. For him, this arose most probably not in the primitive church of Jerusalem, well known for its profound attachment to Jewish religious tradition, but rather in the Church of Rome. 
The abandonment of the Sabbath and the adoption of Sunday as the Lord's Day are the result of an interplay of Christian and Jewish and pagan religious factors. And then later in the book, in fact, it's quite close to the end on pages 309 and 310. Let me just turn there to 309. We notice this. It says, our study has shown that the adoption of Sunday observance in place of the Sabbath did not occur in the primitive church of Jerusalem by virtue of the authority of Christ or the apostles, but rather took place several decades later, seemingly in the church of Rome. The Catholic Church appeals to the fourth commandment. Actually, they call it the third commandment, but they do return to that commandment of the Sabbath day as their authority. In fact, they want to have the weight of the holiness of the Sabbath transferred to a day that God never commands. So Christians are to keep the Sabbath day. As I mentioned before, during the millennial reign of Christ, the Sabbath shall be observed. You know, many people appeal to the fact that Jesus Christ rose on the first day of the week. But don't be too sure that this is true. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. And here we have the only sign that Jesus Christ gave that he is the Messiah. In verse 40, he says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, I'd like you to do the math. If you take late Friday afternoon on Good Friday when Jesus Christ was supposedly buried, and you run through to Sunday morning, you know you only have Friday night and Saturday night and one day. So that's two nights and one day. And yet Jesus Christ said he would be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. If you want to know the actual timing, it was actually Wednesday night through to late Saturday afternoon when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. When the two Marys came to the tomb, an angel met them and said, He is not here, for he is risen. This was before sunrise. He had risen the previous day. So let's get to the point. Do we want to be like the original Christians and apostles? If so, we will observe the seventh day Sabbath because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he were on earth today, which day would he keep? I think you know the answer by now. He would be keeping the seventh day Sabbath. So ask now for your free copy of Which Day is the Christian Sabbath? And be sure to join us again next week when our presenters, Dr. Roderick Meredith, Mr. Richard Ames and Mr. Wallace Smith and I will bring you the good news of tomorrow's world. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.